The message you're about to listen to is from the 2020 annual conference of the Household of David, themed Mercy. Be blessed as you listen. Father, when they clapped for me, you saw it. When they celebrated me, you saw it. But can a man have anything that was not given to him by God? What boast do we have? The grace was given. The wisdom was given. The influence given. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. Fills the temple and the cloud of heavenly worshippers surrounding your throne. We join with them now, saying, Holy, holy is the Lamb, the Lamb of God. I see. I see the Lord exalted high above the worship of the people of the earth. I see the Lord. I see the Lord for my eyes have seen the King. The Lamb upon the throne who reigns forevermore. For my eyes have seen the King. You're the Lamb upon the throne who reigns We live in a time where everybody is correcting everybody. We live in a time where every pulpit has become a place for the exposition of the flaws and the limitations of men. We live in a time where every sermon is attempting to show the imperfection of a pastor, a member, a government, a people. We live in a time where everyone has become a judge and people have imposed upon themselves 
the spiritual and the moral, the moral credibility to determine who is worthy of reception or otherwise from the standpoint of God and the standpoint of men there is real trouble this conference is the deliverance for the body of Christ Amen. let's pray father open our eyes Amen. give us understanding Amen. we have come with our hearts opened let Jesus speak Amen. we are ready to listen Amen. build us prune us Amen. make us lift us Amen. in Jesus name Amen. please be seated just few minutes this afternoon and then we will rest one one of the blessings of walking with God one of the blessings of walking with the Holy Spirit is the privilege of access into the accurate counsel of God as it makes for not only our excelling in life but our understanding his heart and understanding his methodologies you are not only a Christian because you have submitted to the Lordship of the Christ you're not only a Christian because you have identified with believers you are a Christian to the extent to which the Holy Spirit is able to connect your heart to the heart of the Father so that you are able to feel his impulse that is the basis of character traits like patience compassion mercy they are not a derivative of a desire to want to have them alone your heart must be connected to the heart of god for you to understand the necessity of these things please listen this message this afternoon is not for household of david this message this afternoon is not just for lagos this message is for the body of christ hallelujah praise the lord two scriptures very quickly Psalm 8. David, historically speaking, um, was a man who was very strange in many regards. Please give us Psalm 8. And one of the reasons why the life and the ministry of David the king continues to bless the body of Christ, and Jesus referenced it many times, was because of the character of the relationship that David had with God. Are we together? He was one man who dealt with God as though in the New Testament. It was very strange, the character of his operation. It was David that went into the bowels of prophecy to understand the operation of the Christ as it would happen to the New Testament believer, although he was under the law. When you study the book of Psalms, you will hardly wonder if David was under the law. He seemed to, he found a way of exempting himself. He found something about God 
that we need to find. So David is a very interesting person. He was not only a poet. He was not just a king. His poetry, I believe, was not just a product of intelligence and artistry. It was a product of deep contemplation. The more he got to know God, the more he found a reason to write things about this wonder-working deity that we call Yahweh. And so in one of it, David began, in one of the Psalms, he began to contemplate on the might and the majesty of God and why he would give up all that he had and all that he was and is to focus on this species of his creation called man. Are we ready this afternoon? So let's go to Psalms 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who hath set thy glory above the heavens. 2. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. 3. When I consider, this is a wise man now, when I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained for, what is man? Now look at this. He's saying, I have, I, I have seen your might, your majesty, your artistry, the span of your dominion. And in all of your creation, I do not see you invest the level of attention, the level of jealousy, the level of focus. You don't have that much concern over the stars. You don't have that much concern over animals. Are we together? You don't have that much concern over plants and the seas. As innocent as they are, you seem to have coordinated your jealousy and invested it upon just one of the entity of your creation called man. So Lord, I am calling for a discussion and this is the basis of the discussion. What is man? That thou art mindful of him. It's a question. And then what is the son of man that you visit him? Just keep that scripture there. What is man? What is man that in spite of his rebellion and his frailty, did you lose your creativity after you made man? Can you not wipe the whole race and start another humanoid species that will communicate loyalty? What is it about man that he would sin against you, curse you to your face, you would send him over to their enemies and he would still ignore you. And then in your might and majesty, with the worship of the 20 and 4 elders, you would turn back your concentration and send a prophet and say, go back to that man and say, man, let's talk. I've, I've left you for long, but I cannot rest. He said, what is a man? That means there's, is there something you hid in man that men cannot see? We're dealing with man here, not plants, not animals. What is man, oh God? Because you see, the Bible says where your treasure is, as emotionally stable as God is, when it came to the issue of man, God didn't seem to be able to control himself. 
and he was not ashamed to show creation his vulnerability I have loved thee with an everlasting love and I have drawn you with my loving kindness please listen very carefully so the psalmist here is in a deep state of contemplation what is man that you are mindful of not the son of man that you visit him you have 20 and 4 elders you have other people that were created from light not dust what is special about this species that you don't seem to be able to give up that person God knows what he put in men but men do not know what is in men please listen to me if you understand this the subject of mercy will make a lot of sense to you what is man I hope you understand that righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne the very throne of God was built with righteousness and justice and yet his vulnerability over man continues to speak throughout all generations to a point that that vulnerability sponsored a meeting in heaven that will begin to broker the system of redemption of man let us make man but then that's not enough let us also save that man and the word became flesh not because he wanted to come and explore this place he came as a reflection of the father's love behold what manner of love there are different kinds but behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us in making us sons of God the entire process is a wonder and everyone who cared to study had to stop and say what is man what did you put in man hallelujah the second scripture that we'll look at very 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 quickly Isaiah chapter 40 please let's start from verse 28 Isaiah chapter 40 just trying to coordinate myself there's so much to talk about now this is another strange prophet with a very deep fortitude for contemplation and isn't it amazing this is already a lesson when you settle down to think and meditate wisdom comes the operation of wisdom is that you must give room for it by giving allowance for meditation and contemplation. No man becomes wise just by impartation alone. You must create the atmosphere that makes for constructive contemplation. You invite the spirit of wisdom that way. Are we together? Now, the Bible says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth fainted not. Now look up please. He's about to describe something about God as contrasting it to man. Remember that um, the whole subject here is not about God. The whole subject here is still about man. But he's making reference to certain attributes of God. And he says that God number one does not faint. It is not within he, he cannot faint. That means there is no weariness. 
He says there is no searching of his understanding. 29. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might. He does what? Increaseth strength. Verse 30. Now, this statement is a very dangerous statement. Please, if you are a human being, look at this statement. If you are not a man, ignore it. But this is a statement that is very serious. It says, even the youth, please look up, shall what? Faint. Even the youth, the glory of the youth is in their strength. But he said, even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall... It's not a negative statement. It's a revelation about man. He's informing man that there is something you need to be aware of in yourself. Are we together now? He's not confessing negatively. He's opening man. He's, it's like, it's like a, a psychological anatomy to say, man, in understanding yourself and in dealing in your realm, be aware of this. Please go back to verse 30. Even the youth shall faint. This is not backsliding. This is the side effect of carrying a mortal body. That by reason of the fact that your spirit is hosted in a body, connected to your mind, there is a side effect. And the side effect is that all men, with no exception, will get to a point in their life where they will faint and in many cases utterly fall. And he tells you that this is the normal sequence of things that should happen to men. However, I can provide a remedy. Are we together now? 31 is an attempt to make provision for this reality. This is not something about man you can cast. You don't rebuke it. You don't cast it. It is part of man. Look up. When God was going to create man, he drew the spirit of man from himself. But I hope you know that when God was going to create a habitation for man, he connected man to the earth using dust. That's why man is called Adam, the dust of the earth. The spirit of man comes from God, but the body of man comes from the earth. Now, there is a serious contrast because of that combination. You have to understand this to appreciate the revelation of mercy. That the spirit of man comes from God, but the body that hosts that spirit was framed from the earth and its frailty. That means that consistently there will be a contemplation or a contention between the body and the spirit. Are we together now? And so he says that the youth will come to a point where they will be weary. The young men will utterly fall. Now, look at this. The revelation of mercy started officially when God made this dimension of his creation called Adam. 
I hope you know before Adam, the mercy of God is still part of the makeup that makes God God. But that dimension was never released and revealed. There was only justice and there was judgment. Are we together? That was why the inhabitants in heaven, if charged with treason of any sort, were judged. Because there was no revelation of mercy. Are we together now? So when God made man, knowing and understanding the limitation and the side effect that would come by reason of carrying a mortal body, he began to create a system that he would add in the dealings of God with man so that when those limitations rise, it will still not interrupt the progression of man's work with God. Please listen very carefully. That the best of every man, by reason of the frailty of the body, there are tendencies of the flesh that can seek to find expression. There is weariness. Are we together now? So there are many things that happen to men not because they are evil. There are many things that proceed from men not because they are devilish. There are many things that proceed from men not because they are satanic. There are many things that are revealed from men as a testimony that they are still men. Are we together? When a man cries, it is not weakness. It is part of the realities that follow being a man. Are we together now? When a man doubts in terms of suspicion and all of these things, it is not because they are bad. It is the insecurity enshrined in man. Please listen very carefully. When a man becomes jealous, it is not because a man is evil. It is because the side effect of wearing a body is telling on you. When you understand this, you will understand the provisions. Why will the brothers of Joseph, come my dear, please come sir. Why will the brothers of Joseph suddenly develop envy for their brother? They were not bad people. They were not evil people. They were only men. Why would kings kill their own children to preserve their lives? They were not necessarily evil. They were men. What is man? That in spite of the atrocities, in spite of the rebellion, you still continue to not manage and enjoy. God is not trying to manage men. His passion over men is something that is scary. The excitement when we begin to worship the king of kings is as though the worship in heaven does not make sense again. In spite of our frailty to the point that there are vials that collect prayers. There are vials that collect tears. There are vials that collect worship. There's no record of any vial collecting the worship of the 20 and 4 elders. So what is man? That thou art mindful of him. In spite of the vacillations in man, 
a man can look at you today and say you are king of kings and tomorrow he says crucify him and God says I still love you are we together thank you sirs what is man that thou art mindful of him so the Bible begins to reveal certain things about men we don't have time but it's important to study this species of his creation and let's look at what the Bible says about man number one the Bible tells us that we are dust it's not a cause it's not an insult the first revelation of that came not from the psalmist it came from God himself Genesis chapter 3 when you read it for dust thou art and to dust thou shalt return it's a statement that is from the lips of God himself man your spirit comes from me but you are dust the Bible says he knows our frame he understands our frailty are we together now he knows my name he knows my every thought he sees each that falls and he hears me when I call another revelation about man is that man is not omnipresent that is that is a serious limitation the fact that you cannot be everywhere already shows that your judgment is almost never correct man is not omnipresent man is not omniscient man is not omnipotent these descriptions are very they have severe consequences if man were omnipresent many people in prison today will not be there because there will be the all-seeing eye that can make what is just be just are we together if man were omnipresent there would not be accidents today because there would be a system the prophetic is god's attempt through his mercy to create omnipresence so that you can peep into realities even before they happen but even that you see in part is still a side effect are, are we together please the fact that you are not omnipresent has a side effect the fact that you are not all-knowing already means your judgment can be biased either by your level of educational exposure your level of cultural exposure are we together your level of territorial exposure all of these limitations can corrupt the purity of your judgment and then man is not omnipotent you're not all-powerful if man were all-powerful in the flesh speaking many people would not be denied the justice that they have that they need another revelation about man men cannot live without food without rest without love the bible says the keeper of israel 
that he neither sleeps nor slumbers. And yet the Bible says, while men slept, men sleep. And sleep is a mystery that will take us a whole day to explain. It's not just a biological state of resting. A lot happens. These are, I'm showing you the limitations that come with the frame of this entity called man. When we know this, we are brought to a position where mercy now begins to make sense to us. And I'm mentioning things that are not unique to certain men. I'm mentioning what comes with any entity called man. Are we still together? Please follow me briefly as I build my, my case. Men can be angry. In fact, the Bible says, be angry. Ha! Now, this is a dangerous statement because God found a way of saying, can I make you not? He said, okay, be angry. But just make sure that you coordinate your anger in a way that the devil does not take advantage of it to produce sin. Be angry. Sin not. I add timing to your anger. Do not let the sun go down with you still being angry. That means when I see you getting angry, I will not attack you. I will, when your anger allows for the vulnerability of the flesh, that's where I have a problem with you. Jesus, the son of God, was surprised when he became man because he entered the frame of men and even though he was God, there were things he could not conquer. Jesus became angry at people. Remember the Bible says the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. But Jesus the man enters the temple and sees people selling and turning his father's house to a place of merchandise. Ladies and gentlemen, he did not file a case like a respectful citizen under Rome would do. He carried a whip by himself. Now the question is, what authority, who ordained Jesus to do that? Didn't that look like rebellion to constituted authority? Jesus, the man. The man is hungry. And he comes to a tree wanting food and not finding food. He was not patient to say, three, I am God. I created you. I understand that sometimes we don't bear food. He cursed immediately. Immediately. Are we together? <laughs> the humanity of Jesus as the man was not hidden. In scripture the bible is a very fair book because it shows us the excellency of god as god and it also allows us to see the frailties that were in the christ when he became god the man the pain of betrayal the pain of of all of the things that the disciples did the bible does not hide it jesus himself broken when john his cousin sent the one who ordained him he sent to ask if he were the messiah and he said john john what happened to you you ordained me and now you are joining people to doubt my messiahship he said go and tell john what you saw the blind see the deaf hear the gospel is preached to the poor he says blessed is the man who is not offended in me because he was saying, John, I know what is happening to you. 
your humanity your prophetic dimension has gone to rest now the man is angry in jail let me tell you this please look up the strange thing about men is that when the grace of god comes upon men it has a way of presenting men like god and not men this is where the problem is are we are you are you are we together now the character of the grace of God is that when it comes upon men, it sustains the ability to almost temporarily erode the consciousness of the humanity of men. When you look at a man under the influence of the anointing, you see God personified. When you listen to a man teach, you see the spirit of wisdom. They called Paul and Barnabas Zeus and Hermes because of the dimension of grace that was at work in their lives. When the spirit of wisdom comes upon Bezalel, he does not look like a man. When the spirit of grace and governance comes upon Daniel, they, called, they said the spirit of the gods was upon him. Are we together? So men are men. But the grace of God and the investment of the spirit upon men make them like God. But the problem is, although they look like God, they are still men. Everybody said they are still men. Elijah is a very strange man. We do not read about who nursed Elijah who mentored Elijah, who built Elijah, the Bible just tells us, and Elijah the Tishbite. This wild man just came out of nowhere and started turning the land upside down. A man who would not bend to the threat of Jezebel and her husband and so on and so forth. Elijah, for disturbing Elijah's worship, fire will come down from heaven. There was no mercy there. How Elijah got to the mountain is a wonder. And now he's sitting to rest. And a band of people come to disturb him. Watch what grace can do. Fire. And God did not, ah, don't be angry. Calm your temper down. God still honored him because of the grace on him. But the same man now is attributing the limitations of men. He's running away from a woman. And he's going to hide. The prophet, where did the fire suddenly go to? Couldn't the fire come down? Are we together? Abraham, the great patriarch of faith. The Bible said that God to destroy a land, God will come to obtain permission, not from the government, not a discussion in heaven. God will come to a man that he called his friend. Mighty man, Abraham. And yet one day, Abraham looks at Hagar. Hello? Abraham is looking at Hagar. You know, many people blame Sarah for giving Abraham Hagar. It's not true. He had a choice to say, no, no, no. I won't do that. I will still wait. The fact that he agreed once. The sequence of temptation. Listen, we're Bible students. The sequence of temptation is such that it must be built first over time. The man. 
Moses, a man who was on the mountain, pastor, for 90 days. Do you know what it means to have an encounter with God for 90 days? I've seen Jesus. The brief encounter changed my life till forever. Now, a man is under the glory. The glory that we charge the atmosphere to get. Somebody sat in it for 90 days. Yet, anger stopped him from entering the promised land. What is man? David was a man who feared God so much. Having an opportunity to kill Saul. Look at the level, look at the level of loyalty. An opportunity to kill Saul, he refused. And yet, without thinking, he killed Uriah. And not only killed Uriah and left his wife, he carried Bathsheba. What is man? I'm showing you, so, it's a message and an understanding that if the body of Christ does not understand, we are going to exaggerate a lot of things and tear ourselves into pieces. Are we together now? The Bible says there is this treasure. Everybody say there is this treasure. The Bible says the treasure is hosted in vessels that are earthen. That is an information that should guide your dealings with men. Are we together? So a pastor comes to see someone stealing in his shop. And the man gets angry and says, I'm going to call a lawyer. And they say, Pastor, I'm disappointed. I expected you to just cry and leave everything. Are you seeing that now? And this revelation has destroyed a lot of people. And let me tell you, I stand before God respectfully, but I must admit to you that the first real problem is with us, the men of God. Because in an attempt to demonstrate excellent leadership, in an attempt, listen carefully, to demonstrate flawlessness, in an attempt to communicate that we are worthy of being followed, in an attempt to show the all-surpassing investment of the Spirit, we have created all kinds of sermons and we have created all kinds of systems to numb away our humanity and given the body an impression as though we are no longer men. Remember, I love the body of Christ. And remember that it's not an attempt at all to dishonor the body. But this is a real problem. When Jesus was hungry, he did not hide it. There are people on earth today who if they see me, for instance, they say, Apostle, you are eating. You, you can imagine? That, that's to tell you, listen, listen. That's to tell you there is a problem. Now, please look up. And I understand respectfully so again that in an attempt to teach organizational leadership, and in an attempt to coordinate people to be able to increase and manage influence, we have borrowed strategies, Babylonian strategies that are employed to create loyalty. And in so doing, we have robbed people from knowing and admitting that we are only men that were helped by God. 
the fact that we are men is supposed to be an advantage for us if we were humble enough to admit it so that the excellency of power when they see that you are a man and yet they see the flawlessness that only God can produce it even adds to your honor but when you claim to be God not just in terms of revelation of oneness it makes everybody to look out for any trace of humanity they can find and I have a very serious news they will find one because you are a man. They will find one. If they do not find it in the area of morality and fidelity, they will find it in the area of your character flaw and your frustration. They will find it in the area of your association. They will find it in the area of your family. And they, provided you are a man, anybody that searches for the symbol the badge of humanity he just needs to be patient for a while i assure you under god he will find one so if we accept that we are men listen do you know the mystery of the four living creatures Many of you have heard me teach on the four living creatures. Pastor, is it not amazing? Because everything in the throne room reflects Christ. And there are four faces there that were kept as a memorial to God. One of the faces is the face of a man. The first is the face of a lion. It represents dominion and power and grace. I think I've done that teaching somewhere here. So when you begin to walk with God, the revelation of your dominion. I can begin to pray now and say in the name of Jesus. And people are flying all around and someone is putting his hand on his head. Is this a human being? Let me tell you quickly. Yes, sir. Are, are you getting what I'm saying now? So when you see that lion dimension. And then he now shows you that the purpose of authority and dominion is for service. The next phase. Because if you remain as a lion, pride will kill you. So he reminds you that the purpose of a lion is to be a calf, to be a servant. The next phase there is a progression of your growth. That the purpose of power, authority, wealth, influence is to serve. But then the next phase is a revelation to bail you out. Because when you live in the world of men, they will stretch you till they kill you. They will wake you up by 2 o'clock and say, Pastor, I'm disappointed you are not picking my call. And they will call your wife and say, you are a wicked woman. From the day you married my pastor, he does not have the time to listen to us. And then God reminds you, don't feel guilty. You are a man. The third face. It is true you are a lion. And it is true you have committed yourself to serve. But do not let men tear you down and blackmail you emotionally you are a man and god rested one of the most fearful statements in the bible god rested and god rested say it with me it is no news that joshua selman rested it is no news that your pastor rested and god rested that's a statement you should think about very carefully the one whose strength never grows weary and yet he programmed rest in his own life and God rested. Are we together? And then 
I hope that somewhere before we finish this conference, we'll talk about the last phase. Because my revelation this morning is not an endorsement of the catastrophe that our humanity brings. There is a way out. But I am just bringing us to a point as the body of Christ to stop fighting the reality that in all of our build up, let us come to the fact that we must painfully admit that we are men. As preachers, we are men. As businessmen, we are men. As politicians, we are men. That means that all the tendencies that follow men will eventually trail us, attempting to find expression as a signature that we are men. You can rejoice and be happy. I'm a wonderful woman. I love God. But no child one year. No child two years. No child three years. And all kinds of people begin to bring all kinds of suggestions. I told you she's a witch. You thought I was playing. Now you are seeing it play out. And for a while you may act like you are strong. But you get to a point where your humanity will catch up with you. If you have the time and at the permission of your pastor, I'd like you to listen to my teaching, Why Revivals Die. I have studied revivals. Unfortunately, many people have written books about revivalists, castigating them, saying all kinds of things, saying they backslid before they died. Let me tell you this. All revivals die for only one reason. Not sin, not weakness, the humanity of men. The fact that the frontiers of these moves are men. Almost every major doctrine that was introduced to the body of Christ came with his baggage of imbalance and error. This is why God anoints us to lovingly create the coordinates, not in terms of competition. Because we ourselves too, our work will be edited by our children. As flawless as we look now, a generation will arise that will edit Joshua Selman's message. And if we do not teach them how to be loving and merciful, they will tear us as a harvest of the seeds we are sowing. Every young man today is criticizing fathers of faith around the nation as proof that we have superior revelation. Call the name of any man of God. People x-ray the messages. And truth is that revelation is progressive. These fathers labored, some of them not educated, these fathers labored, some of them never had one-tenth of the opportunities that we have. And yet they were able to capture dimensions of holy things and brought for a generation. The imperfection of their intellectual deficiency and all kinds of things played its role. And that's why God raises other generations to be able to edit in love. But in our pride... We continue to tear down these people as proof that we now have superior revelation. Let me tell you something. Everything you do in life is a seed. And a harvest is always greater than the seed. Whether I like it or not, one day a generation will arise that will see farther than I've seen. And God will show them things. And they will find a need to edit what we now boast of as the noun dealings of God. Every yesterday was once today. Be careful when you make your pride in your today. It will become yesterday tomorrow. Is God speaking to us? We came for a conference to explore a dimension 
that if not spoken of in the body of Christ and brought within the confines of balance, I tell you, we will not be able to bet the revival we continue to shout about. Because the very disposition of our approach towards the things of God will not let God release new things to us. People continue to prophesy that new things are coming. We will keep joking until there is a preparation. There remain these three, faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love. So if we are trusting for the greatest and we cannot present this tray of love, nothing will rest on it. Are we together? Men are men. Men are frail. When you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, Pastor, the Bible does not hide the frailties of men. When Jesus was hungry, the Bible said it. When Jesus was thirsty, the Bible said it. When Jesus was angry, the Bible said it. When Jesus was in pain at Gethsemane, attempting to renegotiate salvation, just because he is the champion, does not mean the process was flawless. He had his pains. Father, if it's possible, can we renegotiate this? Nevertheless, we will deal with that nevertheless dimension tomorrow. That there is a supply that you can add to your humanity that will turn you into a wonder that even after 30 years, regardless of what throws men down, by his grace, you will still be standing. So, when people clap for you, you don't stand as one who kept yourself by discipline and intelligence. You get down on your knees and say, Oh, generation, there is a secret. I am a man. I only found something that can be added to men to make them like God. Listen, acknowledging our humanity will be a help to our mentoring the generations coming. They need to know we are men. They need to know we can be hungry. They need to know that it is true that one time money finished and we needed to release faith to get it so that they don't sit down and claim a destiny that is far in the name of faith. Faith is not foolishness. I say this especially to my generation of young people as we are coming because there are many, there are many sequential pathways of growth we are missing and our pride is making us think that we are making progress. Just because you have faith does not mean the harvest will come overnight. It will take time. You cannot sit down as a graduate and you just want an estate and you want a jeep as proof that your faith is great. No, sir. Listen to the message of the fathers but follow their footsteps. They did not use a plane. They walked. And so you must follow the footprints. There is no airport anywhere to give you a lift. The favor of God it's not him exempting you. The favor of God is him accelerating you by giving you wisdom to move quickly. Hallelujah. 
I remember a gentleman who came and knelt down one time and he said, him is not going to ask for a double portion. He wants four times of the anointing on my life. I laughed at him lovingly and I said, just get up and go away. I can pray for you for the grace for illumination. I can pray for you for the grace to pray. And I can pray for you for the grace to start. But what you are asking is not only a hard thing, it's nonsense. When you grow, you will find out that what you are asking is useless. Because the answer is in your testimony. The answer is in your track record. The answer is in the scar that will come as proof that you did not jump classes in the school of the spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we blessed? Let me tie this up. So what is man? That's what we're dealing with. That you are mindful of him. Lord, why would you anoint such a man? You know, people look at me and say, Apostle, we love you. you are you've never seen me when I'm angry. You've never seen me when I'm hungry. The reason why we love Jesus is because he's in heaven. I assure you, if Jesus comes to the earth in two weeks, many people will renounce him in anger. We love people we cannot see. We love the generals that are dead. Are we blessed? You've never lived with me. The day you live with me and see how boring my life is, that your apostle will suddenly become a prayer point that you are binding and say, Oh God, I am grateful, but what kind of a man is this? You don't watch TV, you, don't, you are not on any social media. What kind of human being are you? I love that CEO. He's outstanding. The day you have the opportunity to meet with him and see how he quarrels the staff close to him to produce the excellence you admire and their loyalty to him in spite of that, you will ask again whether you want to work with him. You don't like what I'm sharing? We'll pray. Don't worry. It's just this is a charge. your humanity now my surprise with the body of Christ is the ease and the speed with which we have to make comments over the humanity of men this is where the problem is let me tell you something from God's standpoint there is no man on earth with the moral credibility to correct, to reprove, to adjust. The Bible already tells us, in summary, we are complete filthy rags. Now, this does not mean there will not be a system. God himself put systems. But I am saying that in the dealing of men with men, we must be ever aware of the fact that by and large, we are all men. When you flog your child for taking last position, And many people say, I took first when I was in school. There was, there's no system of verifying it. And while you are beating that child and almost killing the child and saying you are a useless child, you are bringing me shame, you are doing this, remember that you will not always be young. Remember that a day will come, the graph will turn. 
and that young boy you are beating will have to be the one to draw you and if you sow a seed whose harvest you are not ready for it will be like drinking poison and expecting another person to die there are many loved ones today in old age who walk alone in this lagos and around you wonder where are their children they did not manage their humanity well they dealt with people and did not give room for growth someone comes to preach and he's making a mistake he's a young man he's learning ministry he's anointed he's a prophet but the first five prophecies were nonsense everybody he called was not there it does not mean hello please look at me it does not mean that man will not be a great man by the time you laugh at him you who cannot even remember a verse that you read and now you expect him to remember a name he has never seen listen jesus demonstrated this it was not just love they brought a woman who was caught in adultery and the guys they didn't bring the man who slept with her and they brought her alone and kept her and jesus looks at them and said he didn't say he who is intelligent he who has no sin among all of you i dare you whoever has by your making the moral credibility to judge this woman pick up a stone and stone her from the oldest man who had lived long are you seeing now the bible says they were convicted not from the youngest that means as your age increases the reality of your humanity dawns on you it's a revelation the oldest to the youngest and all of them stood and went back in shame and jesus said woman where are thine accusers all gone and he says neither do i condemn you but i will not leave you this way the goal is not to endorse our humanity I will emphasize again so that you do not misunderstand me. The goal is not to endorse our humanity. The goal is to reveal our humanity so that when we understand the system called mercy, we will thank God for it and say, Lord, if you did not add mercy in our work with you, number one, nobody will go to heaven. Number two, nobody will survive on earth. It's not just the issue of heaven alone. Mercy is not just for heaven alone. I hope that we'll have time. Many preachers have been preaching and, you know, Pastor Pojo is coming and I will share a few things about mercy. But this afternoon, I'm leaving you with a revelation. The revelation is that you are a man. You will think everybody should know. This is a news to many people now. It's a reminder to others. You are MOG. You are businessman. You are great man with several awards you are still when you know this it is ever before you as you look at people and you hear that a man almost slapped his wife you don't come and say you almost slapped your wife you are ashamed to me you are an embarrassment to Jesus you should never be a Christian again don't worry. The day what the wife did to him happens to you. We will see how your own sin will act. It's amazing that the people who condemn 
cannot even survive half of the things they attempt to talk of. This is true. Please understand what I teach you. It is with a heart of love. It is one secret. One of the greatest blessings of my parents. Did you know the meaning of my name? Selman means the way to love. What a powerful name. I thank my parents every time I'm fortunate to still have them both alive. Old but alive. And I say thank you. I, do, I don't want way to wisdom, way to knowledge, way to all these things that cause trouble, way to love. The Bible already told us. Listen to me. You've heard me say it. And I will repeat it again. I said it during Wafbeck, Pastor. My life's goal, aside from being a preacher, I, I don't just want to be known as a man of revelation, signs, wonders. My greatest legacy, if I ever want any, it should be that Joshua Selman was a sincere man who loved God with his life and help to create a path for a generation to follow. And in doing so, became a shoulder for many wounded people to find refuge. That is a legacy that is priceless. Are we together? It's a legacy that is priceless. Some of you from this service need to run back and go to your father. And say, I'm tired of insulting you for my situation. You are a man. I respect the fact that in spite of your irresponsibility, you did not throw me out of your house. Daddy, I've been speaking foolishly, but I came to the house of God. You are a man. I am also a man. I don't, I, I don't know what it means for you to have taken care of 14 of us. So I don't blame you that we're sleeping in a roof where the rain falls in. You gave me an opportunity to go to school. I still cannot afford bread. Now I know being a man is hard. Well done, sir. For training 13 people without education. One of the ways that God teaches us lessons is to allow us go through what we talk about. That way, it is a lesson that is etched. May God forbid that I cannot pay my children's school fees. No, this man is irresponsible. And he's saying, I am not. I lost my job. This Maybe it's a witchcraft. What witchcraft attack? There's no such thing. You are sowing a seed. The harvest is waiting for you. The day you wake up in the morning and one leg cannot move again, you say, no, this is a joke. That's when you will understand that oppression is real. And that's the day you will look back at the 10 years foolishness of somebody you insulted and go back and say, sir, I'm sorry, you were right. It's not irresponsibility. I came from a family where they pray two times a day. You came from a family where you serve idols five times a day. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. The mercy of God is sponsored by an understanding. One of it is what I'm giving you now. All men are men. When I have the privilege of wiping the tears of people, I do it with all my heart. People come to me and say, Apostle, I've not prayed for weeks. I've not fasted for weeks. I'm a man of God. I'm in my assembly, but let me tell you the truth. I don't even know if I believe in God again. That's the time for our pride to speak and say, I can't believe this. And you stand on that pulpit and preach? No. That's the time to not even stop the man from talking. And let your hog do the speaking.
hold him there for as long as he can be and say let me tell you my brother God is able to lift us again I don't know what situations that you go through that would have warranted that but I'm ready to pray with you I have a little manual that can help you in your sermons do you need any have your children eaten and he said no they've not paid school fees for two years what kind of sermon will you bring under that kind of condition is someone learning what I'm saying because pastor people are dying in churches the church is almost becoming a, an abattoir where people we, we butcher people like animals people sit down but there are bills on their heads and they are told to pretend it's not there faith is not foolishness I couldn't earn it and I don't deserve it still you give yourself away oh the overwhelming never ending reckless love of God hallelujah I remember someone who was bereaved a few years ago pastor I lost one of my very precious ladies she was a leader in the ministry I loved her dearly with my heart you can imagine a man of God let me tell you there are few miracles I submit to you that I've not seen happen through my hand you know how difficult it is for you to walk in the anointing and have such a situation how do you ex this is why we cannot explain certain occurrences we don't have answers for them because the answers can only be answered by men and since we have claimed we are not men it's difficult to explain you start a business and it fails and you are wondering no god forbid i saw in my vision I can't fail as a confession. You are correct. But now you are in trouble. What you need is wisdom. There's nothing to hide there. In the name of Jesus, I will never be sick. It's true. But you are feeling a pain. And many people buy drugs. They hide it. They swallow it. And come out and tell lies. For five years, six years. I've Why are we lying? We are men. There is nothing to hide. Listen. We are students in the school of the spirit and God is helping us. There's not many people today should not have gone to the grave. If they were honest to allow, doctors would have treated them easily. They rejected and, and some of those messages are coming from us men of God. Now remember I love the body of Christ. In the body of Christ nobody wins and another loses. If one loses we all lose. So it is, it is not an attempt. We, we need to correct this. Something is wrong. There are children that will not take their parents to the hospital. We have turned doctors. There are, there, are, there are places that doctors are almost scared to go there. Because once you are a doctor, it's as though you are antagonistic to the program of God. Doctors are a proof of God's mercy. It takes a long time for a revelation to be crystallized in you. If doctors were not there, what would you do until you catch the revelation of divine help? Are we together? We need to correct a lot of things.
you collect a loan from a bank to do something and now i come and i have grown in the revelation where i do not need to collect any loan again because i have sustained an understanding that there is a program but i must be patient with you while you grow i cannot just turn and tear you down no you it, it took a long time for us to get to where we are getting so we, we cannot use our yardstick to begin to be patient on people when i started preaching i made mistakes i misquoted scriptures i did a lot of things if you will ever find well of course they were not on record but you can imagine if god was patient with us and was still using us while we were learning why will we not be patient it's true that the young man is arrogant but it does not mean he's not called don't throw the baby and the bad water just manage out that pride from him so that he will now become a man of god anointed listen to me oh we have a few minutes god invited me here through your pastor to bless you and bless the body of christ this message is a wake-up call message believe me is an attack believe me it's an attack no shadow you will light up mountain you will climb up coming after me there's no wall you won't kick down lie you won't tear down coming after me no shadow you will light up Mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't sit down, coming after me. Listen, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, not by your praying in tongues. Not by your raising people from wheelchairs. That there must be a generation corporately that can come. Please come, my brother. And say, look, we are not going to endorse lasciviousness. We will never endorse immoral lifestyles. We will never endorse fraud and carelessness. We will never endorse witchcraft and manipulation. We will never endorse the manipulating of members for seeds. We will never endorse any of this. However, in our dealings with men, we must always keep the fact that we are men. And that time makes every man a man. Please don't forget this revelation. Time proves to every man that you are a man. There are people who made arrogant statements that have bent their heads today in shame. Before they joined politics, they vowed, I will never sign anything that is not of God. Every politician is a crook. And they had a little position where they were at life and death and they were surprised at the number of things they've signed now. Be careful when you make boastful statements. When you boast in the Lord, that is true. But when you boast in yourself, sooner or later... You may not know what is happening to that director. The pressures that come to that woman's office or that man's office all over the world. Give my son an appointment. Give this. Bribe this. 
So when you hear that it looked like the woman was corrupt, pray. Don't talk and say, I knew it. I knew they would fail. God bless you with money. You are hiding it from your own wife and you are surprised that a director, your wife, your own covenant partner for life, you are, you are fraudulent to your own wife. And yet you are complaining about a man that... You, you see the kind of thing we are talking about? Let him that thinks he stands. Let him that thinks he stands. Lagos, Nigeria, Africa, the body of Christ. By the standard of men, no man has any right at all to point an accusing finger. We do not preach because we are flawless. We preach because we are broken. We are not used because we are perfect. We are used because we are broken. Are, are we together now? Yes, sir. You may not be involved in anything immoral, but what of the instructions God gave you and you disobeyed? God told you carry two million as a sacrifice every month and make sure that you bring to the house of God. In that disobedience that is three years old, you still have the audacity to believe that people are disobedient. Are you seeing that now? Someone will cheat somebody in his shop and come back and be counseling another person and say, are you aware that people who cheat go to hell and he's going to do it again she's going to do it again and the god of all flesh looks down from heaven and he's watching the foolishness and the pride of men someone looks at this and say be careful you have five ladies you are in a relationship you are a christian have just one relationship and he's talking and while the man is talking he looks at another woman who passes from his office and he in Jesus name and he, he forgives himself no in Jesus name I will be faithful you, you got it but your humanity came you, you, you don't I'm sorry I wish I were lying I would have just said I'm sorry but it's true Let me round up by telling you a story that changed my life. Thank you for the time. Please sit. Pastor, when I started ministry, I counseled, I had the privilege of counseling a woman. And the woman made a statement. And she told me that they were in a serious financial situation like a an acute financial situation it had to do with you know it, it was a life and death issue anyway and they needed x amount of money and it was very serious and so she had discussed with her husband things would not work and you know they didn't want to lose the lives that were on the line and she resorted to go and meet her boss and request for a raise explain the situation and the man according to the whole thing was not a believer you know what i'm talking about and now she went to this man and cried her heart like a 
dear woman in pain and travail would do. Please help me, sir. I need a raise. Lives are about to die. A, B, C, D. And then the man looked at her and said, you are not a small girl. When you want a raise, you know what to do. Period. And that was it. And she vowed and said, no, God forbid. I'm a married woman. My husband, I'd rather die and all of that. And she left. When the situation got serious and it was going to literally, she was going to lose the persons involved and they were going to die no more, she opened up to her husband and told him, sir, there is a way to get this money. But it's a terrible thing. And this man spoke to me. Both of them cried and cried and cried and agreed that instead of this person dying, I'm your husband. I don't consider it unfaithfulness. Please, whatever you will do. Now, when I heard that thing, the painful part is that everything went on and so on and so forth. It's easy for you like you are hearing, ah, God forbid, be careful. Be careful. You see, please, I want you to understand my heart as you hear me cry and talk so that you will leave this service today with a new way of looking at men. Someone will be shouting at you and you will not even quarrel them again. You say, just go and listen to the message I listen to and meet me at the other side of my meditation. Your, your shouting is a, is a revelation of a, a deficiency of an understanding. Listen. The woman was broken. When I heard that, I nodded my head and I said, light. Now, if that story were to happen in our generation, I know what we would do. Madam, God forbid, stupid woman, useless woman, blah, 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 blah. And while we are talking that nonsense, God in heaven. This is why sometimes when God keeps quiet, you should be quiet too. Because God knows what he's seeing that you are not seeing. Are we together? You are my brother and yet you could not give my child a job. May God punish you. May God do this. You are in a position to give my child a job. And the person is trying to explain to you. Look, you will not understand. What is it that I will not understand about? What is it to sign? You gave other people. I'm trying to explain. Look, the nature of my office. What is it? And then God teaches you a lesson by promoting you. You call it breakthrough for a while. But he will promote you in an office where you are the only Christian. And he will position four people who desperately need jobs. Church members. And he will make sure you announce the testimony in the presence of everybody. And now, they meet you and say, how far? Six months? And you've not given these people jobs. You say, well, I'm, I'm working on it. And then God will say, I brought you to this point to build in you compassion. That is easier said than done. When you were talking about somebody in a position, you do not know the challenges that they go through. This is exactly what we have said about our fathers. Oh, look at this error. Oh, look at this error. Oh, and many times, it's even surprising that it's with the young people who are advocating these things. We've not started, oh. We've not built anything. We've not done anything. 
we've not raised anybody and yet we are so outspokenly arrogant fathers come and say lift up your hands and we stand in our arrogance this man have edited all your messages i know the 35 percent that makes sense the remaining is just rubbish i'm dealing with that well lift up your hands for what but i know the five ways to receive impartation and we stand there in our foolishness and our pride This message this morning is a charge. It's a bit hard. We'll be soft in the evening, but the goal is to file us. Listen to me, my brothers and my sisters. God is building us because this is how oil comes from olive. It is placed in a threshing floor. God loves you too much to leave you the way you are. And so he's doing this. In this message today, is a salv the salvation of many people's children. You will be surprised how your life will change and people will ask you, what happened? And you say, come, let's go to church. We don't get this, as I would say, in a bank. We don't get this in a classroom. We only get this in the house of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please rise. We're going to do two things very quickly. Please give me volume. Number one, prophetically, as I sing this song, you're going to leave your seat where you are. Don't, don't come and waylay the minister's disclaimer. Don't cross here. Just greet yourselves. You're going to walk around and look for someone. You don't need to know who the person is. And just hold if it is to cry cry if it's to greet just let them know that look I now understand we are men I don't know what pain I know people are crying I don't know what you are facing but there's nothing to be ashamed of we are men the mercy of God is a system that remedies your being a man there are people right now who are, who are here, maybe with diseases that are killer diseases, and it is your greeting, your hugging, your celebrating them, that will let them finally know that I will not be ashamed to go and see a doctor. Tomorrow I'm going to the hospital. I believe God, but I can go to the hospital and say, Doctor, I'm a man of faith, but please check me. Can I be walked on? There are people here who are in all kinds of financial situations. Yet the Bible remains true that you are the head and not the tail. It's not a contrast. Keep your faith alive. But have the fortitude to outsource the wisdom that you will need that will take you out of that. There are people here who are trusting God. They love God. Yes, you will be a mother of nations. But no man has come to you to say, my, my sister, I wanted to say my daughter. My, my sister, you are beautiful. Let me go and see your parents. It's easy to say, no problem, I don't care. Very soon, your humanity will reveal that you care. And so there's nothing to be ashamed of. You're going to walk around and whether it is to hug, just greet, just tell people, look. God understands. I understand now. The problem has never been God. The problem is us. We have refused to understand. 
I spoke to you about your failed business and I said God forbid you are not wise but now I understand there is no room we, we quarreled two days ago and I didn't know that you had your mother died and that was why you were so moody now I know that you are human you are still a businessman you are still a man of God this is how far God can go we are not acting it is prophetic we are releasing something from this place to the body of Christ to say it is time for us to rearrange things it is time for us to come to a point where we are the first to rally around people that when soldiers are wounded in the body the only condition listen to me I'll be sharing with you that negates the operation of God's mercy is the hardness and the rebellion of a man's heart mercy is useless until brokenness is in place this is already a teaser into the other parts so please what you are hearing now is not all of it there is another side to it that will give balance to what we are teaching my teaching this afternoon is a revelation of the reality that we are men and if god can stoop down from heaven and come to us as men we as men don't need to stoop down we don't we just need to reach out and there is another man close to you who is crying and hurting this is not some emotional talk there are many men of god broken there are many people who cannot cry to anybody they come and open up to people and the next thing their stories are all over the world sir i'm so sorry i was under pressure i took from church money i took this i i vowed that i will i will i will restore this I'm, i was under pressure i need counseling and i need prayer and the next thing you call everybody from there and say the next time you see this man near your offering envelope run away it is true that jesus died but he only died for three days he did not die forever so while you are talking about jesus the dead heaven is celebrating jesus not only the resurrected but jesus the one who is sitting on the throne jesus only died for three days so when men die before you check talk whether they've come alive or they are still dead don't be like the two men in emmaus talking about the jesus that was dead whereas he's already alive i know that last year the man was not a tighter he was not faithful do you now understand his current dealings with god or are you talking about the man who is no longer alive i know that as at last year her father had not given his life to christ and while you are calling the family a hedonistic family god had already sent an evangelist during christmas and all of them are now born again make sure you update your heart and your perception of men before you talk jesus died but he only died for three days he did not die forever so rejoice not over me my enemies that's a cry of a generation as a businessman as a man of god though i fall in the economy of god and through the mystery called mercy there is a provision to rise again is there hope for a tree even if it be cut short the bible says at the sound at the scent of water it will bud again are you ready the next two minutes walk around find someone you are going to sing and cry with someone for the next two minutes no shadow you will light up mountain you will climb up coming after me
you are holding or hugging, you are going to pray with that person. You don't need to know what is wrong with that person. Lord, the grace to rise above the pain of the humanity of that person. Is someone praying at House of David? Pray. I don't know what bills may be on you, but in the name of Jesus, I agree with you here at this mercy conference. I know you are struggling to raise your children. People have condemned you that your children will be useless. But hear the word of the Lord. There is hope for a tree. Man of God, you used to be in ministry. But now it's like the grace has gone. Don't give up. You can start again. You can rise again. You can thrive again. The relationship you thought would lead to marriage. Now you are surprised. Seven relationships. No marriage. Don't be discouraged. You've been in Lagos five years. No job. Don't be discouraged. There is a God of heaven. Men may talk. Your loved ones will talk. Your past will talk. But there is a God in heaven who is still the lifter of men. Don't shadow he will light up. Mountain he will climb up. Coming up to me. Hallelujah. Let's look up one more prayer point and I drop the mic. Everyone, please look. The Bible says, let me not go ahead of myself. Please don't miss the remaining sessions. It says, look up please. It says, the Lord is gracious and compassionate passionate many people are crying listen don't be ashamed of your tears for once be in a place where you can be accepted as you are where nobody's asking you questions why are your children not well behaved there is you turn here and everybody you are the the example that they use when they are talking about indisciplined children let men talk while god does the changes when they see the newer version of you it will surprise men listen Every other thing is allowed to remain on his own. Except that God will not let it so. God will insist till your life becomes a reflection of his glory. You are going to pray a prayer. Lord, from today, the grace to be a sower of the seeds of mercy. Listen, some of you will need to go back and call people. And say I'm sorry I was the first person to talk about your marriage you heard the news around it came I'm sorry 
Oh, I'm the first to tell men, every man who wants to come to marry you, I'm the one who tells them that you have a terrible past. They should not waste their time. Some of you may need to go back to God and say, Lord, help me. I've sown seeds of discord. I'm the one who has made church members. I've scattered churches. I've caused troubles. There is nothing to be ashamed of. Some of you need to call your parents and say, Mommy, I'm sorry. I stood in my pride because I went to school and traveled abroad. And I looked at you and daddy. And I felt that you people did not do a good job. Now that I have only one child, I'm learning the seriousness of motherhood. I repent. So, see, you can kill a seed before the harvest comes. And your prayer now is killing many seeds. Because let me tell you, there are many people who have already programmed things that is their children that will suffer. We will deal with these things. The Bible says the fathers have sinned and their children, listen, these are mysteries that many people do not know. There are people now programming padlocks in the destinies of their children by the things they are doing. Just like some of us now, we cannot even associate ourselves with certain families because they strangled men for being men. Before the harvest begins to come, cry to the Lord of harvest, Lord, I killed that seed. I sowed it in ignorance, but now I want to sow new seeds of mercy. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lord, I do not want my children to be hated by a generation. Even if I do not love myself, I love my children. Is someone crying to God? We're rounding up. Lord, I said things about my pastor. It's time for my heart to be open to receive a new life. I said things about my boss. Now I realize that the vessels are eaten. Now I realize that men are weak, only empowered by the grace of God. Now I realize that when time is in the equation, the humanity of every man will be revealed. So Lord, I sow seeds of mercy now, so that the day my humanity is revealed, let a harvest of mercy be waiting for me. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.